0: Good morning you guys, I am Amy Akatero. I am very excited to be with you all this morning. I am the family pastor here, um, and you might be surprised to see me bringing the message two weeks in a row if you weren't here last week. I brought the message last week, but the thing is, is when you are the family pastor, you tend to have more things to say about family values than one week's worth, right? So we have more to talk about today, Um, And it's going to be really great. Our current series, as Pastor Shannon said, is Family Values. Last week, we talked about the two most powerful influences on the planet to display the heart of God to a generation, and that is the family and the church. That's right, the family and the church, a way in which God shows a broken world his power to restore and redeem, is through what we are calling family values. So we saw how important it was to remember that God has given us a gift of time. Last week, we talked about time. And that he uses time to clarify certain values in our heart. Some of those things just take time. Also, he uses time to cultivate What matters in the hearts of our own kids. We need time to cultivate that. And when we are loved over time, because God has loved each one of us over time, we are given worth. Time and love. So in honor of all of those who have graduates in your life, this video is for you. Thank you. Man, that gets me every time. (laughs) Do you guys want to hear something crazy? When Nicholas, we have five kiddos, and when Nicholas, our firstborn, graduated, it took till then, but it dawned on me that I'm going to have to go through this four more times. I had no idea how my heart was going to make it. A good friend of mine said, "Um, when they're little, we put them in a stroller and take them where they don't want to go. But when they get big, they strap our heart into a stroller and takes it where we don't want it to go. (laughs) But did you guys pick up on the values that were cultivated over time in that young lady's life? We can't stop time. God didn't design it that way. So what will we do with the time that we have? Will you guys pray with me? God, thank you for who you are. Thank you that you are in our midst. You are right here. You know where each of us is at this morning. Will you call forth our hearts? Will you open our minds to hear from you? Will you speak your word to us this morning, we pray. In your name, amen. Okay, so the first family value that we're gonna talk about this morning is story. The family value of story. So ask any teacher or marketer or journalist or photographer, the story is everything. What is the story? Because when you collect stories over time, something really powerful happens. Our imagination is expanded in a way that can shape our perspective. That's why as we grow, we need different kinds of stories over time. Now, some of our gifts, for example, we need um, kids need family stories over time. So I don't know about you, but some of our kids um, are gifted storytellers. Does anyone know what I mean by that? <laughs> I know that because I've heard some of the stories your kids have told. One time I actually, some of our own kids are definitely gifted storytellers, and one time I actually made a deal with one of our um, kids' kindergarten teacher, and I said, listen, uh, let's make a deal. I'll believe half of what my child says about you if you believe half of what my child says about me. (laughs) Deal? We made a deal. That worked out for that year. (laughs) Um, Our kids uh, were all home briefly, during over Easter weekend. And the old wedding pictures came out because both of our girls are getting married this year and we are in the middle of wedding planning. So we were cracking up over, as we were looking through the pictures, we were cracking up over how differently things happened than the way that we had planned them. Do you know what I mean? So we had planned all of these things. In fact, is that picture? Oh yeah, so that one Like, we're in California, people. It does not rain there hardly ever. It was a thunderstorm the day of our wedding. And so John literally was carrying me across so that all of my dress and everything wasn't getting soaking wet. Um, But in looking at those pictures and talking about that, we also got to tell the story of the people who are part of our wedding that still continue to influence us and be in our lives 28 years later. They're all a part of the story. (laughs) And we also talked about how something from the potluck uh, made their dad spend the first few hours of our wedding night in the bathroom. (laughs) True story. (laughs) In fact, it was funny because it was a Uh, For whatever reason, there was a telephone in the bathroom at the place that we stayed and John's dad thought it would be funny to call him. And so I can hear John in the bathroom, hello, dad, why are you calling? And they're like, hey, we're in the lobby with a pizza, we're coming up. And he's like, no, (laughs) they did not. It was a a joke, but um, they did not come up. So things do not always go the way that we picture them or the way that we hope or the way that we would want them to go. And stories is a place where we learn about that, family stories. Without personal and family stories, we miss out on having the kind of relational history that fuels a healthy perspective of our identity, where we come from, what worked in a family, what doesn't work in a family, what the future can look like, and how they can be a part of a family's future. We also need cultural stories over time. So this is a picture of when I was about five or six, my dad came home and told his little family that he felt called to the mission field, Indonesia. So we began the process of raising support. We went from church to church, and my dad would share about his heart to go to Indonesia. The funniest part about that is um, my mom had two songs that my sister and I would get up and sing together. I'm the youngest. My sister got all the verses. And then she, my mom would only allow me to come in on the chorus. <laughs> you can't imagine why, right? My mom had no idea what I would start singing at any given moment. So I was limited to the chorus only. Cultural stories. This, we are in Indonesia. My mom said that um, we were buying bananas. I look very interested in that whole process right there. (laughs) Buying bananas. My mom was actually, I asked her to send me some pictures, and she's like, do you remember all of this? She's telling me all the stories about what was happening, and I'm like, I remember it like a 7 year old (laughs) I remember like what a seven-year-old would remember, right? I remember, you know, all those kind of things. I don't remember the big story of all of it, but um, I remember some of those things. But the thing that I told her, Mom, I don't remember all the details, but the thing that I remember that has been formed in me, that has stayed in me, is I remember watching my dad share his heart Church service after church service about why he was going to take his little family to Indonesia. I remember that. And I realized that there were beautiful people across the world that needed to know the love of Jesus. I remember that. And that our family was doing something together to help make the world a better place. I remember that that is deeply ingrained in me because of cultural stories that our families engaged in. Cultural stories help stimulate our imagination and they build our understanding of a bigger world. Without these kind of stories, we could miss part of the shared history that we need to develop values and empathy for the people all around us. Our shared history This last picture was just my mom. She was the puppet master. She discovered that puppets was a great way to tell the kids in Indonesia about Jesus, and I think she actually was the original Kidvid. Right there. She probably knows what an eagle says. I don't know. But you guys, the most important kind of story that we need are Bible stories over time. The Bible isn't a book. It's actually a library of 66 books written by 40 different authors over 1,600 years. They were all very different people ranging from nomads to kings, from priests to fishermen, yet all of the stories connect to tell the one true story about God and his love for us through time. Without the Bible... Kids and teenagers can grow up and fail to connect the great mysteries of the universe with a creative and loving God. They can actually miss it. They would miss out on the kind of spiritual history that is foundational to our faith. That's why stories over time are powerful. They provide us with relational, cultural, and spiritual context to shape our perspectives about God, about faith, about values, and life. Stories over time expand our imagination in a way that can shape our perspective. It changes us. If you guys have your Bibles, you want to turn with me to Deuteronomy 6. So last week we were in Deuteronomy 6 and we talked about How Moses was in the middle of of his speech to the Israelites, uh, God's people, he is trying to prepare them as they're about to enter in to the promised land, a place that they have never been, and Moses was not going with them, and so he is trying to prepare this people as they move into a whole new way of life a way that they've never experienced before. He knows that the faith of a generation is at stake, and he wants them to remember their story. Remember their story. Deuteronomy 6, 10 through 13. The Lord your God will soon bring you into the land he swore to give you when he made a vow to your ancestors, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. It is a land with large, prosperous cities that you did not build. The houses will be richly stocked with goods you did not produce. You will draw water from cisterns you did not dig, and you will eat from vineyards and from... Hi, EJ. I just saw you come in. Sorry. And olive trees you did not plant. When you have eaten your fill in this land, when you have eaten your fill in this land, be careful. Be careful what? Not to forget the Lord who rescued you from slavery in the land of Egypt. You must fear the Lord your God and serve him. When you take an oath, you must use only his name. Don't forget the story of God. Don't forget the bigger story. Don't forget where you have come from. Don't forget who you are. Story over time shapes our perspective. The whole story, not just parts of the story. So, what is your story? What stories are you telling to people around you, to your kids, to your friends? What is your God story? What is your cultural story? Do you need more stories? What is your family story? If you have Facebook or Instagram or TikTok, I bet I could get a good look at a version of your story in an instant, the parts that you want me to see. Technology does an amazing job of fast-tracking our stories. It gives us this platform where we can put pieces of our story up for everyone to see. The Israelites were about to be fast-tracked too. They were going to live in large, prosperous cities that they didn't build. They were going to get houses stocked with goods that they didn't produce. Their way of life was getting a serious upgrade, Water was gonna come from cisterns. They didn't even have to dig. And they would enjoy vineyards and olive trees that they didn't plant. The fruit would already be there. This was incredible. What is so wrong with posting a selfie of my delicious meal? Or my very cute kids when they're happy? (laughs) Or my vacation? That's usually the part of life we wanna remember, right? It isn't bad. Your kids are super cute. I'd love to see their pictures. But we just need to check our heart in these places because are we owning our whole story? It's okay if we wanna post something about our story that invites other people into a bigger story. But are we designing a better picture of what we wish our real story was? Are we being driven to design a picture that doesn't actually exist because that's what we see all around us? Or why are we inspiring people to step up into a bigger story, one that is real, one that's messy? Better picture, bigger story. Don't forget the story of God. Don't forget the bigger story. Don't forget where you have come from. Don't forget what God has done. Don't forget who you are. Deuteronomy 6, 20 through 25, Moses continues. In the future, your children will ask you, what is the meaning of these laws, decrees, and regulations that the Lord our God has commanded us to obey? Then you must tell them, we were Pharaoh's slaves in Egypt, but the Lord brought us out of Egypt with his strong hand. The Lord did miraculous signs and wonders before our eyes, dealing terrifying blows against Egypt and Pharaoh and all his people. He brought us out of Egypt so we could give us, so he could give us this land that he has sworn to give our ancestors faithfulness. And the Lord, our God, commanded us to obey all these decrees and to fear him so he could continue to bless us and preserve our lives as he has done to this day. For we will be counted as righteous when we obey all the commands the Lord, our God, has given us. Have you guys ever heard a kid say, why do I have to do that? That makes no sense. And you said, because we were Pharaoh's slaves in Egypt and God saved us by his mighty hand. (laughs) Or is that just me? (laughs) My poor children. (laughs) Inevitably, in the future, our children, your children, the next generation, maybe even you will ask, what is the meaning? of the laws God has commanded us to obey. What is the purpose? What is the story behind reading the Bible, going to church, coming alongside each other, helping neighbors out, praying, journaling, spending time with God? What is the purpose of that? Why? We live in a culture of deconstruction. Have you guys noticed? There's a lot of deconstruction going on all around us. Actually, I've deconstructed some things. Deconstruction in and of itself is not a bad thing. But there's a process of a reconstruction that should follow. What is the truth? What is the real story? What they're asking is what is the purpose Of this. Because here's the thing we are all made to be a part of something bigger than ourselves. But if we don't see that, if we don't have that perspective that comes from knowing God's story, we miss it. And then it doesn't make sense. We chase after a purpose that can't satisfy us, and we begin to feel more and more empty. A better picture or a bigger story. Reminds me of a trip uh, John and I took to Jamaica. We were on a cruise, just the two of us, and we were giddy because we had finally entered the season when our big kids were old enough to watch the little two. If you have enough children, that can happen. <laughs> and as hard as it is for my heart to watch them grow up, there are definitely some benefits. <laughs> you gotta hold on to those. <laughs> to add to the excitement, we discovered that a cruise provided plenty of relaxing time for me, which I love, and new adventures every day for John, which he loves. Win-win! mostly, until John picked the Sea Trek Adventure. This involved putting on a weighted helmet that provided air, but doesn't start right away, while it holds you underwater for the purpose of keeping you on the bottom of the pool so you can experience live and in-person sea creatures. Sharks, turtles, dolphins. I definitely pushed for dolphins. I pushed hard for dolphins. We did dolphins. So we get to our destination. We get fitted with our equipment. We get in line for our Sea Trek adventure. John is in the lead. He is first. And he climbs halfway down the ladder. They put that weighted helmet on his shoulders. He holds it like a champ and then he disappears right under the water. I am next. I climb halfway down the ladder, and as that weighted helmet is being put over my head, my self-preservation kicks in, and I said, no way, take that away from me, and I flew back up that ladder, And poor John got a major surprise when he went to grab my hand, because we're going to experience this underwater experience together, and it was the lady behind me in line. (laughs) I'm like, you, no, no, you go ahead. (laughs) You see, my perspective was too small. It was limited. I didn't have enough of the story. To inspire me to do what I needed to do. My perspective was too limited. What I didn't know in that moment was that as soon as you went all the way under the water, everything would change. What felt illogical above the water would make sense once I was under the water. The helmet wouldn't feel as heavy, the air starts pumping in, and the fog, that steamy, foggy helmet, it clears up. And then you get to be a part of an amazing experience that you otherwise would not be able to do. Spiritual disciplines can be that way. They can feel heavy if our perspective is too small. But when we choose to believe that we are a part of a bigger story, when we know that there is a bigger story, when we tell each other and remind each other that there is a bigger story, we start to step out in faith and everything shifts. Following Jesus and his ways don't feel so heavy. His burden is light. When we choose trust over fear, new life starts pumping in. When we dare to believe that God can change things, the fog starts to disappear, and we realize that we are a witness to something extraordinary. When the next generation asks why, When you ask why, when your story doesn't look the way you thought it would look, we need a bigger perspective because we are made for more. Every one of us are designed for more. And this story is not over. Our next family value is mission. Jesus appealed to the imagination and he invited us into the action. One of his main ways of teaching was through parables and stories. He invited us into a bigger narrative, one where we have been designed to play a significant role. A bigger story perspective. It prepares us to face whatever happens because stepping into the bigger story is not the easy way. It compels us to take risks because our faith cannot grow without risk. It challenges us to do something significant because we were created to make a difference. We were created to do something significant. It moves us to keep believing that good will ultimately win. The goodness of God wins. Do you guys know the end of our story? God wins. His goodness wins over sin and death and darkness and brokenness. God wins through his love. He wins. A bigger perspective always includes mission. Because this is not just about us. We weren't made to live a life just about us. That's too small. That's too small. Matthew 28:16 through20. I believe Jesus here was giving his disciples a bigger story perspective. He was preparing them to face whatever was going to happen. He is compelling them to take risks. He was challenging them to do something significant and he was moving them to keep believing that they would never be alone. Matthew 28:16 Then the 11 disciples left for Galilee going to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. And when they saw him, they worshiped him. But some of them doubted. Is that better picture or bigger story? That's the real story, right? They worshiped, but some of them doubted. Jesus came and told his disciples, I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Therefore, go. Go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you. Tell them the story. Tell them every part of the story. Don't forget the part where you were prisoners, you were slaves in Egypt. Don't forget the part about when God saved you with his mighty hand. We can't forget the part in our own lives where God showed up and changed things for us. Tell them the story. And be sure of this I am with you always, even to the end of the age. We are not alone. The truth is, He has been with us before we were even born. The truth is, in those parts of your stories, that's really hard to even think about, that you would rather not even look at. He was there. He knows. And he is working all those things together for his good and his glory. We are made to be a part of something bigger. Worship team, will you guys come on up? So, how do we challenge an entire generation to return to a version of faith and community that we are all designed to experience? What does that look like? What needs to change? God, in his great wisdom, has commissioned the family and the church to do it together. Through the power of his spirit, with story and mission and time and love, we are called to share with the next generation. My dad, next week, is... um, is being honored um, with the Assemblies of God for being an ordained pastor for 50 years. He told me that um, out of 100 pastors that um, get licensed and ordained in 20 years, only seven are still in ministry. See, what happens is if we don't tell the next generation our story, if we don't tell each other uh, the God's story, if we don't speak that to each other, we could lose a, a whole generation. That's why Moses was saying it so strongly to the Israelites. That's why Jesus said it to his disciples Go and make disciples. Tell the story, tell them who God is, tell them what God has done in your life, the messy parts, tell them that. Because I believe in those places in our story that things turned out in the way that we did not want them to turn out. I believe that is the most beautiful place to see Jesus. Because he has the power to forgive, to redeem, to heal, and to make all things new. Amen? Amen. So we need to get out there and tell our story. Earlier, we took communion together, and we remembered the part of our spiritual heritage, our story. When Jesus paid the price for our sins, and by doing so, he made a way where there was no way. He gave his life for us so that we could live and experience purpose and hope and a story. Man, that's bigger than we can ever imagine. Do you feel far from that this morning? Have you gotten a little logical about your dreams? Have you turned down your imagination? You forget you forget how to be imaginative. It's time to turn that back up. God gave you an imagination so that we can begin to imagine the unimaginable about who he is and what he has called us to. It's time for us to step into the bigger story that each of us was created for. It's never too late to recover What is your story? We pray with me. God, I am blown away by um, who you are as creator, how complex and beautiful and amazing you have made things. And I love that you didn't just make us. And walk away. Instead, you designed us to to be with you in this incredible story. Different than anything else you created, we can actually imagine ourselves into someone else's story. We can have empathy, we can care about things that are greater than who we are. Father, I pray right now that you would fill us with your spirit in a new way, that you would revive dreams in us, that you would stoke our imagination, that we would begin to see things in a way that we haven't seen maybe in a while. Would you bring to mind the story, your story, our family stories, our cultural stories, Bring them up to the surface, Lord. Would you encourage us to share those with each other as we walk out this life? Thank you that there's so much more that you have planned, that when we look around and say, is this it? You say, no, it's so much more. Pray give us the courage to step into that. In your name. Amen.